Welcome to Mindful Escape, the podcast that inspires you to live your best life. My name is Leighton Dewitt and I'm your host and today we have Christopher Watkins on the show. Christopher used to be an estate agent and now helps over 100 estate agents across the UK building their brand, their business, and he goes deep into the topics of overcoming your fears and how to build trust within your business. This is a really exciting episode, so listen closely and we'll jump straight in. Chris, thanks for coming on to Mindful Escape. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Leighton. I'm a man that helps letting and estate agents grow their letting agents and estate agency by attracting landlords and vendors to them. Um, and a few years ago, I set up a little hobby by interviewing someone by getting my mobile phone and interviewing them. And now most people know me because I'm the guy that interviews people on the sofa. I've done 2,100 interviews of the great and good of UK estate agency. It's, but it's just a hobby. Amazing. Thanks. Brother. So coming from your background, you were originally working in a estate agency. Was it purely lettings you were doing? I'm mostly estate. I'm a trained surveyor. I went, I went to did a, a degree in surveying. Back, I came out of college in 93. There was no jobs. So I went into a state agency and kind of never looked back since, like most of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. And then so you were originally employed by a company. And then at some point you transitioned to working for yourself. Tell us a little bit about that transition. I'd worked for a number of large firms, mostly the Halifax estate agents. And then I uh, finally ended up at Belvoir Lettings, uh, head office of national recruitment manager, basically job of bringing new franchisees in. Um, to sell more franchises, I, I noticed that there were certain franchisees that were pulling trees up. And I thought to myself, if I can only just bottle what they're doing, then I'm more likely to sell more franchises. Now, I was kind of stepping over the mark because my job wasn't to look after existing franchisees and letting agents. But what they, what they, what I thought was, is if I can just bottle that up, I can sell it because I, I'm a firm believer that I cannot sell any, I cannot sell anything I don't believe in in this world. So therefore, what I did is, is that I took, I took, um, I took some franchisees on and, and came up with a technique to attract people to you is by creating content which is of interest to the agents so what i did is i they gave me some offices to keep me quiet and what i did is i um got the agents to start talking about con stuff which is of interest to their clients not not the actual agent itself and i think that's where a lot of people go wrong with their social media is that they talk about themselves or their firm or their services. And quite frankly, no one gives a flying F about what you and your firm or your agency does. It's what problem can you solve? But again, actually, more importantly, before you try to solve someone's problem in life, what you actually have to do is firstly grab their attention and be interesting before you can solve that problem. So again, it's a bit like someone going to the into the pub at 18 years old and shouting from the top of their voice at the local Weatherspoons. Hey, up, girls, anyone who's single, get your coat on, you've pulled and let's get married. Well, that doesn't tend to work in this world, does it? What you've got to do is woo them and interest them in what you what they're interested in. And the best way for someone to be interested in you is firstly be interested in them first. And I think that's the magic in this world is people are too self-centered. And when it comes to social media, the clue being social is, is that you don't, we all, we all know what we think to the people who talk about themselves. Uh, we think they're prats and everything other rude words like that. 
But if you talk about what they're interested in, they then become interested in you. And then when they become interested in you, they get to know you. And then once they know you, they get to like you. And when they get to like you, they trust you. And people do business with people they trust. So my, my, you know, my, my gut reaction is, is, and again, I know we're skipping ahead here, but if people only do business with people they trust, instead of trying to aim to get the business, why don't you go out there and try and get people to trust you? It, it is as simple as that. Get people to trust you. So when you transition from being an employee to running your own business, was that the main thing that you had in mind, just getting people to trust you to start building your business or how did that no work? I, was, I was scared as hell because basically I was it was kind of it was a mutual arrangement you know where you know two parties so it was oil and water um I wanted to help franchisees grow their letting agencies I was bored of selling franchises but that wasn't my job and rightly so they said that isn't your job Chris so I kind of it was the it was the kick up the backside I needed. And to be honest with you, if I hadn't have had that kick up the backside, I'm not sure I would have even made the step. Now, in hindsight, leaving, going from paid employment to self-employed, once you have made cross that Rubicon on that line, you will hardly ever, ever go back. And you'll actually, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to fear. Uh, the fear, uh, so the first one is, how am I going to pay my, my mortgage? Uh, how am I going to pay the bills? But actually, I think it's actually a deeper fear, fear than that. And I think it's a fear of failure, but actually even deeper than that. People fear the judgment of others. And that is what I think holds an awful lot of people back in life. The, the excuse of, I haven't got the money. Well, you know, don't go on holiday for two years. Don't go and buy that nice watch. Don't go and buy that new suit. Don't go and have the next iPhone, whatever number we are on this 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 year. And you know, and if you need, and if if your costs are the same as your revenue, well, then look at your costs. Do you really need the Sky package with the Formula One and the and this and all that? And do you know? or do you go on to a sim only package and do you really need to go out twice a night every every week and, and you know life is full of choices Leighton and I think we have to make you have to make a choice what's more important um so I think money is one thing but I think actually when you get down to it it's the fear of judgment of others of the will I look a prat if I fail well I don't know. I don't know if this is what this podcast is about. I've got a pretty sneaky feeling it is, but why th those people's feelings are not going to pay your mortgage. And quite frankly, again, I've come to the conclusion is this, is that everyone else thinks everyone else is thinking about them, but in reality, everyone else is worried what everyone else thinks about them. Mm -hmm. And we're just in this ever-decreasing circle life of everyone worrying about what everyone else thinks about them when in reality no one's really worrying about you because i find it absolutely strange that there are people you know like you've got your other half who you know concentric circles and the one next you know the the, the circle that's closer to you is your other half and then if you have children and parents and things like that i think it's the same with with people when they when they um 
the what fear what the, the fear of doing video or 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 even actually doing stuff on social media I, I find it fascinating that, that that people will not engage or post more importantly post on social media because they're worried that they'll get a troll or someone will say something nasty about them and again um one thing that that's led to my one thing happiness is this is that my position in the industry means i get an awful lot of smoke blown up my backside yeah, I'm in a very lucky position um, of talking to some big names in the industry and I talk to an awful lot and I get smoke blown up my ass. And early doors, it went to my head and my thank God I've got a wonderful wife, but she um, she brings me back down to earth. And I think it's important that you have someone in your life that where you don't, you know, can keep you grounded. Um, and... I think as, as, as the magic, the, the, the advice there, stop me, stop me if I'm rambling or anything, but um, if you live your life with, by likes and engagement and comments on social media, then you're putting on a pedestal feedback. You crave good feedback. We are humans. We are social animals. We love, we love the, the interaction of, 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 of our peers. It, and, and that comes from, um, from being in the cave or caveman times you know the higher up you were at the pecking order pecking order up the hierarchy the closer you got to the fire and the more likely you got fed the further you were down the pecking order you're on the outside of the coldness of the of the cave and eventually if you actually if you actually pissed people off on um in the cave eventually you'd get kicked out the the cave out to the tribe and you'll be on your own and what happens if you're on your own your chances of food warmth and shelter are pretty low that's why as we as human beings like to be on a hierarchy and we'd like to be further up the hierarchy the thing is is that we're not in cavemen we're not cavemen and cave women anymore but our brains still think we are so we need to be at this hierarchy we're not going to get kicked out of the tribe. We're not going to go, oh, my God, if I get kicked out of the tribe, I'm going to not have any food, warmth and shelter. We're in 2023 here, boys and girls. And I think the magic thing is you're not going to die if someone laughs at you or makes a derogatory comment. So therefore, my because I get trolls. I've got trolls uh, in my own business. I deal with trolls for my 110 uh, letting and estate agents. And they're kind of chicken feed compared to the big trolls because I'm a Freemason by, by, as, as a hobby. And you ought to see the trolls we get. And I deal with quite a few social media accounts with the Freemasons. It's just the boys club we get dressed up, by the way. And the magic thing is this, is that just if someone is going to make a derogatory comment on you, you have, don't take it personally. If it, it could ruin your happiness, but don't let it. So. I don't take it personally and I I have a technique on how to deal with trolls uh, which I'm happy to share if you want and the magic thing is this when people blow smoke up your ass both on social media and to your face to your face you say thank you but you don't let it go to your head so when someone correspondingly then comes to you with some bad feedback because you haven't put feedback on a pedestal you take it on the chin and go, oh, well, I actually pity them. First, you have to realise, is this a genuine comment? Is this someone actually, you know, 
I had, I had quite a heavy comment from someone. I did a webinar the other day and it smarted for two minutes and I took a step, step back and said, actually, he's got a point and learned a lesson from it and didn't effing blind. But sometimes you get prats and, and as long as you, A, pity them and you, uh, you know, if they're in such a bad place that they're having to project themselves onto you, don't take it personally and then deal with it using the one, two, three method. Sorry, I was a bit rambly, but it's all, if it's all about mindset and happiness, mate, I'm just telling you how I'm at, how, what I've learned over these 51 years on this mortal call that makes me happy. Yeah. And there were so many good points there. I'm like trying to pick them out so we can touch on them again. I think the, the main one for me was around that biggest challenge being the fear and putting yourself out there, especially on places like social media. For me, it was, it takes so, so long to build up your profile anyway before you start getting the trolls. So if that's the thing you're afraid of, just get well, no, out there. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I teach a lot of people video, but when it's social media, first one is actually doing it and getting bored of it. Oh, I'm not getting anything from it. You don't do it to get something from it. You do it because you enjoy doing it. Because if you're waiting for your willpower, if you're, wait, if you're going to rely on your willpower, I mean, for God's sake, mate, the amount of times I've seen a podcast and you think to yourself, if this guy makes it into double digits, he's doing well. I mean, here's, a, here's an interesting. What, what, um, what episode is this, Leighton? This will be about 22, 23. Okay, then. To be in the top 1% of world podcasts, you need to have 21 episodes or more. Oh, I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. The, I, I see it all the time. You know, um, uh, yeah, so the first one is doing it and doing it because you enjoy doing it, not to get something it for because, because, you know, if it's all about building trust, it takes, you have to earn trust and you have to wait, you know, you have to build it up. You then, once you've built, once you actually start seeing the business coming in, the second one then is to carry on doing it whilst you're too busy. Mm-hmm. Then the next hurdle that you're going to get is people blowing smoke up your ass and, excuse my French, and um, almost believing the, your own BS. Hubris, I think it's called. Do, do, do Google that phrase. It's an interesting phrase. They'd be amazed the amount of people that do believe their own BS. But if you can get through all those, you're on a winner. I th- the one thing that I have, I, if I can share with you, is the people who I admire the most have humility, yet have hunger. Mm-hmm. Those are my, those are my, those are the things that I've seen in this world who people who I look up to have humility and yet are hungry. Work out what your passion is, what makes you happy, because I think happiness is the ultimate ROI in life. Go out there, you know, Leighton, here you go, I'm going on interviewer mode. I'll always turn around and say, what the <laughs> hell did you move out to bloody Thailand for? For me, it was about finding something I was passionate about and when I was in London I was just so absorbed with everything that was going on in my life and trying to keep up with it that I couldn't figure out what I really wanted to do and the the main thing was just stepping outside my comfort zone and thinking all right if I do this what doors will it open yeah I'm good for you mate and 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 I'm a firm believer in going out there and tasting things so if you go out there and you try it and you don't like it, we'll go and try something else. And who gives an F what someone thinks? Yeah. Actually, I think most people are actually probably jealous 
that other people got the balls to do it. Yeah, and I've, most people say to me, I can't get my head around how you're doing that and how you're living in Thailand. But actually, it wasn't that difficult once I got out of my own way. And I think that's coming back to what you said about people going on camera, people doing video, people being fearful. Is once you get out your own way, then actually you can you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that fear is actually a signpost to the, you know, it's it's that little thing at the back of your head called your amygdala, which basically its job is to keep you alive, and it knows damn well that you don't go near saber-toothed tigers, dark places, cliffs, and you don't piss off the tribal leader. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that none of us have a tribal leader. The, the, the you know, social media is, is just exposing the weaknesses of the human being, and you could, but you can embrace that weakness and turn it into a strength. Um, you know, I'm just an ex-estate agent who whose highest position was a branch manager, and now titans of the industry ring me up for my advice I'm, we're all still waiting to be found out oh, well, i tell you here and now out of the hundreds of people i've interviewed 90 percent, 99 percent of them have imposter syndrome and there's nothing wrong with a bit of imposter syndrome because it keeps you level-headed it, but you can't let it run your life i think the magic yeah. thing is this is find out what makes you happy in life and just go and do it because what else you know to some people, it's fast cars and fast women. And uh, me, I just, just a boring little man who in, likes talking to people, who likes craft beer. He's, uh, you know, and, and again, don't beat yourself up. You know, I'm a lot of people, you know, I'm not very good with my weight because I love food and I really love beer. And I like the silly beer, you know, your double IPAs, which is like formed of colour is a, a pint, you know, because it's, but I'll lose the weight, I'll put it back on, I'll lose it, you know, but don't beat yourself up about it. If you have... I think it's all about self-awareness. Sorry, do apologize, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, if you had one major lesson that you've learned throughout this whole journey, what would you say it is? Uh, it's interesting to use the word journey. Um, just just enjoy enjoy the ride um people say you know what what is your end goal i've got no idea absolutely no not a bloody scooby i uh, 110 estate agents trust me to write their social media content i get i mean you know i get interviewed the great and good of uk estate agency and i've got a wonderful wife Get on with life, mate. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. So yeah, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, not the destination. That's that would be my biggest tip. Yeah, I think there's I'm guilty of it, and so many people I've spoken to in the past. It's when I get there, I'll be happy. But when you get there, you're not. I mean I'm an estate agent, you're you're ex-estate agent. I can remember looking at my area manager and putting him on a pedestal. Trust me, I've spoken to shed loads of area managers. They're not happy. They're thinking to themselves, or when I'm regional director. Again, I talk to a lot of regional directors. They're not happy. If I could be managing director, again, I'm in a very lucky position that I talk to more of managing directors. They're not happy. 
you know, I think we're very guilty in this life of, if you can imagine, we start at the bottom of the mountain and our aim is the top of the mountain. We're very guilty of always looking up the mountain saying, I've still got this far to go. Uh, reality is this. Why don't you look back down where you've come from and enjoy the view as you're going up? So, you know, yeah. it's just me. I don't know. I just, just go on with life, mate. Yeah, I think it's difficult to do, especially as you say, if you if you are hungry and you keep striving for that next best thing, it is difficult to sometimes look back. Okay, and okay, hold on a second, but but it, there's a difference between uh, doesn't you can enjoy the journey and still be hungry, and still go for the next thing, but don't put it will make me happy. Yeah, you know it's the journey of right. My next target is this. Right, let's enjoy the journey when we get there. When we get, and knowing damn well that I won't be happier when I get there. It's just another box. I, I, I use I, I this analogy here, this, is that when you jump on a train and the train goes, it takes off from the station, it feels like it's going really quick. I'm in Grantham on the East Coast main line. So we're 125 mile an hour fast trains. And as it's getting up to 125, it feels like it's going really quick. But when you get to 125, it can't go any quicker. So it doesn't feel like it's going quick. But you are because you're going to London at 125 miles an hour. And I think a lot of people crave the acceleration as opposed to the speed. So therefore, you know, if you've got a great letting or estate agency and you're doing business and you've got 20% of the market and you're doing really well, then they, they kind of feel like they're standing still. They're not. You've still got to keep turning up each day and each week and each month to, to continue to do that. That might mean, A, you have to self-awareness, let's enjoy the journey and we'll just crack on. But then you might get a bit bored. So you, get, you get, go and find something else. I mean, I my passion, my passion in, is um, I love my Freemasonry. Now, it's scares that you know i can stand in front of four or five hundred people without script and speak for half an hour but doing doing 20 doing a, a three minute piece in front of 14 15 20 people i will poo my pants i really really will but that's that's given me an outlook in outlet in life that's different that's different from home and different from work and i think if you still need that thrill then it, the thrill might not be in the business. If you don't want the chase, you know, I'm not going to talk as a, as, a, as, a, as a man, but, you know, you've done chasing women, so why don't you go and chase something else? I, I love collecting antique medals. I love collecting antique um, spirit bottles. You know, the thrill is in the chase, but it doesn't have to be with your work. Don't, don't, I, I see so many people um, sabotage their business subconsciously because they want to be involved and get back involved. You know, they've outsourced everything. They've, they've got great team and then they kind of don't want to let go because they fear being taken advantage of. Well, you know, go and play golf or join the Freemasons or go and collect things, but enjoy the journey. Anyway, I'm rambling. <laughs> All right, let's do one more question. What advice would you give young Chris before you before you went into the self-employed world? I don't know, mate, because sometimes you have to learn the lesson yourself to actually realise it. 
-hmm. All the answers are out there. They really are. They're on YouTube. They're on podcasts like this. And it's so easy. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's so easy to find all the answers. The problem is, is that whether you actually implement them. I mean, my, my, I was looking at a very fancy car. My father always told me, he says, because he used to love his cars. He said, after about a month, you get bored of it. And I got a friend who always wanted a Porsche 911 and wanted one for years. And, he, and after 30 years, he bought one. And after a month, he gave it up. And I think sometimes the, the thrill of the chase, the, the act of wanting it is more important than the actual of, of achieving it. So, and sometimes you have to learn that lesson yourself. Now I've learned lesson with a car so far. That's not to say that I might not get a nice car next time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And my advice to, the, to, to all young is, is this, is all your answers are out there. And I think that probably the best thing is get a mentor, get a series of mentors. And that could be a face-to-face -face mentor. That could be a, a podcast like this and other podcasts. Just listen to other people and then make your own decision in life because you're the only one that cares about you and you're the only one that can, um, that, you know, the responsibility stops with you. Yeah, so true. Love it. Chris, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Leighton. I wish you well in your journey and I wish, thank you very much for everyone. Thank you for having me on the podcast and uh, thank you for, for, for listening and the way it was received. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing all your wisdom. I wouldn't say it's wisdom, mate. <laughs> you look after yourself, mate. Catch you soon. Oh, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And there we have it. Thank you so much for listening. The biggest takeaway for me was the analogy around the train because we can relate that to anything in our lives. If we keep striving to hit that top speed and then we're not happy when we get there, we're never going to be happy in life. So you really do have to enjoy that journey. And as Chris said, if it's not in the business that you're enjoying that thrill, then find something else where you can. There's a really good exercise I've been doing recently and I'd love you to try it if you're struggling to find enjoyment in your day to day. is at the end of each day, write down the three highlights of the day, the three things you enjoyed the most and be grateful for those moments. It's so important that we enjoy the journey because as we discussed in this episode, when you get to that point, when you get to your target, if you're hungry and you're a high achiever, you always want more. So just make sure you're enjoying the journey. And if you're stuck at the moment and you're not enjoying your day to day, then take this as your message and your sign to start doing something that you do. Thanks so much for listening. If you found value, make sure to share this with a friend and I'll see you again same time next week.